This evening's uh, Dharma talk is Ju Mipam's fourth reliance. We've already done the first three of the four. Fourth is the last one. This is a, the Ju uh, Jamgan, Ju Mipam, Jamso, Jamso, was a Nyingma master, lived from six to 1911 or 12, and was uh, a powerful teacher. And uh, the, these reliances or these uh, slogans are all quite similar. I think the first one is rely on the, the words of the teacher and not the personality of the teacher. The next one was uh, rely on, do you know what it was? Anybody know? The meaning of the words. Wasn't that the third one? Third was the absolute meaning of the relative. So he got it right? He doesn't often do that. <laughs> he did a pretty good job. He did. I knew, <laughs> I knew he would do pretty, pretty good. And then the, the last one is uh, rely on your wisdom mind and not your judgmental mind. So, interestingly, that that doesn't mean avoid your judgmental mind or try to shut it off or try to not be judgmental, but rather it means to include that judgmental mind. Interesting way of looking at it. Include, notice when judgments come up, always, always make room. Step aside, allow that to be there. You don't necessarily have to go in and continue years old, continue to try to modify yourself to fit everything else that's coming up. Forget everything you were told, especially by your parents. <laughs> that's not going to go over very well. Inside <laughs> of who your parents were. So the idea is through your sitting practice of meditation, which, which you're training your mind to do what? See clearly. See clearly. But the interesting thing is uh, in the practice of meditation, you know, you're trying to see clearly, see more clearly, and how you can't see very clearly. Awareness sees how much confusion and how much difficulty is arising and passing away. Passing away. But the practice of doing this over time, the way it looks, I'm not saying there aren't other ways to do this, over time by watching what comes and goes and comes and goes and being an observer of that, being a, someone who is watching the movement of the mind rather than buying into this or rejecting that or doing anything with it particularly, seems to um, just literally, uh, seems to strengthen that aspect of the consciousness we call uh, witnessing or just, just observing. You just see it occur, see it move, see it come and go without anything extra, like, I don't like that, or this shouldn't be happening, or I've had too much of this, or that'll be enough, or I need to stop this, I need to start this, or all of the secondary thoughts and patterns that come up and that are triggered by what's moving. So watch that when something moves, watch the triggers. Don't try to stop it from triggering. Don't try not to have a judgmental mind. Uh, the wisdom mind actually includes everything. The wisdom mind uh, does not have the act of including. The wisdom mind has already included. It, it isn't separate from anything, so therefore doesn't have to include. What does include is the meditator, you as you're sitting on the cushion every, every morning, every afternoon, every evening, uh, 
six, seven days a week or whatever you're doing, maybe more, maybe less. Whatever's arising in any of the six sense fields, including the mind, just include. That's the practice. That's the path. And the fruition, if there is such a thing for you, is, as it said in the five paths, no more, le- no more learning. There's nothing else to know. There's nothing else to understand. This doesn't mean, excuse me, that you know uh, you're a noise outside the building. You know who's walking past the building. It doesn't mean you have your have some kind of uh, omnipotence or omnipresence. So you won't have an accumulation of knowledge that we call oh, this is wisdom. We'll leave that to uh, otherwise guys. Wisdom is rather uh, a complete openness um, to use a relative idea, com- just a complete openness to whatever is occurring. This doesn't mean if fire sh- shows up uh, in your house, you, you're so wise that you don't even object to it. You don't do anything about it. You don't get away from the fire. So there's the relative functioning is still, it's just fine. You, you know what's hot, what's cold. You know what's wet, what's dry, what's soft, what's hard, what's moving in what is stillness. So we need a word for, for that. We need a word for what, what, what word do we, we need some kind of word to say, uh, to understand what the Buddha discovered and what the Buddha's teachings are about. Uh, what did the Buddha awaken to? Nothing is separate. He actually saw everywhere he looked, he saw the Buddha. Everywhere he saw, he, everywhere he looked, he saw awakening. So that everything was awake, but the, the, the shrinkage away from uh, this open dimension of being uh, is caused by fear. And so some aspects of called human beings uh, tend to turn away from this vast openness because it's terrifying. And you might say, I might say, we all might say, it's a, it's a Buddha, why would the Buddha be afraid of anything? If you're the Buddha, why would you be terrified? It's another one of those rhetorical questions that you're free to answer if you wish. Aren't you going to ask me if I know what rhetorical means? Again? (laughs) Interesting thing about talking about wisdom or talking about training our minds to see clearly what is true is that the presumption or the the, the, um, um, presumption or idea about what wisdom would be like or would be, or how it would show up, or what we, how we would know that this wisdom, or ideas about that aren't exactly helpful. And so, because they, we keep looking for some kind of a feeling of being open, some kind of feeling of being able to see deeply into things, or meeting people who are crazy and just giving them our wisdom. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. But what it actually is, is my understanding is that is everything you meet, you're not separate from it. Every crazy situation, every sane situation, every insane, sane, confused, neurotic, um, even, even, even clarity or even complete understanding is still completely filled and not separate from the very craziness that we started out from, started, started out with when we stepped on the path. The word I often use is uh, conclude. If you're if you're concluding anything, you're actually covering up. There's nothing to conclude. And uh, that being said, uh, observing that you continue to 
grasp at this, conclude, uh, reject that, exclude, or look away. Is that one preclude? It's one of the clued brothers. So don't do it. When I say don't do it, you might not be able to help but do it. So, but if I say don't do that, then your mind goes right to, do I do, I do that? Or it might, if you're a student of mine, or if you're taking what I'm saying as some kind of a teaching or trying to understand it, then you might have to go right to the very area that's negative in order to see and to understand deeply what actual openness is. Openness is not a state of mind. It is mind. To continue to use relative terms, we're kind of stuck with those. Is there a language that is more clear? We have to ask Bhaskar when he comes. He speaks Sanskrit. Maybe that's what we're missing. Oscar, are you out there? So as I uh, said before, these uh, Jumipam's uh, reliances, four reliances are just ways of reminding us, giving us some kind of a slogan so that we can we can go to that and help us, remind us to, um, in this case, the fourth one, rely on our wisdom mind. And what is the wisdom mind? Just, we don't know. We don't know what it is. Isn't that interesting that the very situation that you might have your ego, uh, uh, um, ego is, which is completely full of itself. Um, it's so full of itself that it actually thinks that it doesn't know. That's how full of itself it is. It actually thinks that it's separate from the Buddha. But the, the, very, the very grasping of the very passion, the very aggression of rejecting, and the very um, aversion of shutting down or ignoring is not separate from the Buddha. And that's what's seen. That's what wisdom sees. And that wisdom, in seeing that, the three poisons in that way, is actually wisdom. It's not that the, the things themselves are wisdom. But seeing that is wisdom. So therefore, it's not separate from it. See how easy it was to draw that conclusion? Aren't you going to argue with me? Questions? Use that. Why am I afraid of showing up a certain way? Because you think you are somebody who can be harmed or judged or evaluated, put down, built up. Uh, and, and the imputed eyes of others, there are no others. There's only your eyes. There aren't any eyes but yours. See those eyes up there? They're made of wood. <laughs> that gold stuff is very surfacey. That help? <laughs> yes, Shoto. I think you said something like the ego mind actually thinks that it doesn't know. I do? Yeah, I said that. What about it? Is that different than the not knowing you're talking about with the wisdom mind? It's very similar. It's just I'm saying it in a different way. The actual not knowing. Every time you, this, just not this old man, but uh, Suzuki, Roshi, uh, Dogen said, as soon as you sit down, this is the Buddha. As soon as you sit down, Buddha. But How is that situation different than realizing that sitting down is the Buddha? Same. Same. Yes. So what's the path quality in between those? You don't know that. So we're looking for something. Did anybody disagree? We're looking for something else. You notice you're not quite happy with the way things are. <laughs> I know you don't want to be reminded of that. I mean, you can't, you can't even what, fudge it. You can't even pretend 
It looks ridiculous. If you met somebody who pretends they're happy, it's just sickening, isn't it? I mean, isn't it kind of sickening? I'm sorry, I'm making faces again. Go ahead. Um, you were about to put your hand up for you. <laughs> I thought I already did. You thought you already did? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll answer both of them. Um, thinking of path as like practice and like traditionally you practice like something like baseball and like small sections and then you do it. I do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Should be good. It seems like the practice and the doing are discrete things. Yeah. But in, in the path of meditation, does that spontaneously become fruition? I don't know, but what do you mean by spontaneously? Just all by itself with no... Do we ever have to transition from practice? No. No. That's a good question. It's a good answer. <laughs> Pure appearance. Question from Laura in Trevor City. Yes, Laura. Who sees the three poisons? So uh, initially, the the... the the ego mind, the self-centered mind, uh, the, the strong uh, identity of me and my world and my stuff and my ideas and my abilities and my lack of ability and my good luck and my bad luck. Excuse me, that character initially sees it. But if you if if you can if one continues, if that character continues to, to look, then uh, then the, the process of paranoia. The process of fear. Uh, is overtaken by uh, wisdom, and it begins to see right through that as if it, all, if it as if it just all those three poisons suddenly became porous. We begin to see through that without abandoning it, and so the one who sees that as a wisdom, which is not an, an individual, not an identity. Wisdom belongs to no one. There isn't anyone who's wise. The Buddha just did what he did because he knew that there wasn't any way he could say that. Well, questions? Shoro. Um, is being embodied, does that require some of that shrinking away from the open dimension you were talking about? Yeah, I think the uh, being embodied is what kind of crystallizes the whole thing and brings us so that we have some kind of a solid, you know, the, the um, just like we watch uh, our newest temple resident, Rumi, crawling around, getting used to having things that are solid and bumping into things and tipping over things. And he discovered his vocal cords quite a long time ago. So, and he's actually probably just listening to the sound that comes out of there. It's like he probably doesn't even feel bad. And he's, kind of, and he's just kind of fascinated by how expressing that feeling is, in that area there, consciousness, awareness is really, really powerful. I'm sure you all remember how much you knew when you were two, three. If you don't, um, face the wall for a while. It's not going to take long, maybe 20 years. Susan. How can we work with thinking that we're someone? Just watch that. You could question it. Who, 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 is, who is that? When you go towards, you ask yourself a question when something's happening and you say, um, like if you get mad, rather than just stay with being mad, you could say, "Who who is it that feels mad? Who is it that's who's having this feeling? Is there a, is there someone?" You'll notice that that gets kind of vague, even if you're right in the middle of really not being too happy about something. You'll notice that you really can't find a a person who's mad. You can find the anger, 
And then we tend to think, well, that anger is together with me. I'm the one who's feeling mad. But there's no one there in that. And it's very difficult to do that intellectually or with uh, concepts. You can start there, but it doesn't go anywhere, but in circles, it looks like a straight line. But if you sit down and face the wall and stretch that awareness so that you're watching what moves, you're just you're just exercising the witnessing part of the mind. You're watching it goes this way and goes that way and comes and goes, gets larger, gets smaller, gets wider, gets narrower uh, and brighter and darker. And just we just watch that. And at some point or points or maybe there's no point, we just see the contrast and we stop finding the good and the bad, the right and the wrong. The good and the bad, the right and the wrong, the should be, the shouldn't be is a, is, is a trap. Uh, so as a, Nagarjuna said in this first century, the cage of your afflictions. It's a, your, 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 your ideas about right, your ideas about wrong form a cage and the ego mind is uh, inside of there. So just look at it, just observe, don't push. Don't pull, don't shut down, come to no conclusions about it. And that process may be seeing how you keep coming to a conclusion. You keep coming to a conclusion more and more. One minute you're you're fine with being, uh, with kind of not knowing what's going on. And another minute you just have to come to some kind of a conclusion about it. Well, that moment before you came to a conclusion is wisdom. Disagree with me. Is the moment you come to a conclusion wisdom? Once you understand it, then there isn't anything but wisdom. And then, and that, what's that called? Freedom. It's freedom. Even if you're still a mountain, it's freedom. Freedom. And it's not freedom from something. It's not freedom to do something or to be. So it's not. It's fundamental freedom. It's just uh, you're not concerned with what, with what happens at all. That doesn't mean you take your eyes off from anything. And that doesn't mean that if someone needs your help, you don't immediately drop everything and go help them. Even though you know you can't help, even though you know they have to do it themselves, whatever that may be. That doesn't mean you go and start paying someone's bills for them. So it's not about you feeling like a helper. You may not feel like a helper. If it's about you trying to feel good about yourself being helpful, that's a misunderstanding. In order to really understand what this is, you may see that there might be times when you're somewhat helpful. At least you don't get in the person's way. A person, if a person needs to have a certain kind of karma, they're <laughs> going to have it. And you should not interfere with it and try to correct them or bail them out. Don't do it. This is called, uh, is it wimpy? No, not wimpy. Um, weakling? No. Oh, I know. Grandmother's compassion. You know what I'm talking about. Let grandma do it for you. You guys didn't have a grandma like that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that help people, of course, but really look at the motivation behind what you're about to do. And if you see the motivation, uh, and you see that it's uh, it's more about you wanting to be a helping person, then uh, don't do anything about that. Don't go the other way and be the person who is not wanting to be a helping person, who's actually a wise person. If there's any tiny shred of me, me, me happening anywhere, you're trapped. And if you come to a conclusion that you are realized and that you, you really see there's no self in the skandhas and you think you're <laughs> enlightened, come and talk to me. I'd love to ask you a few questions. Can, can we help 
an apparent other that is completely absent of any self-help or self spit it out fluffing up paraphrase i want to hear it said another way not because you said it wrong it's because i was ignoring you <laughs> can we help somebody out without reifying who we are probably can it's just very simple probably can happen it's just or ordinary situation or ordinary cause and effect happening if there's any second thought about it, then it's starting to get suspicious from the point of view of what you're asking about. Go ahead. Can we recognize that kind of help? Give me an example. I have an example of the opposite. I'll work with that. Like helping you build the shell, the shed at your house. Kind of like <clears throat> Don't tell everybody about the shed. <laughs> they think I have inside plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good way to get Donna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'll let you go. Go ahead. Even with that, it seems like that was something fun for me to do as well. Like, mm -hmm. it's not removed from my own enjoyment. So, what's the question? So, it seems like you were talking about a help that was just helping other people. I'm wondering if that's something we can recognize. I wouldn't I wouldn't overthink it too much. It's just a very straightforward situation. What we're talking about here is uh, as far as uh, Jumi Jumi Pam's uh, a fourth reliance is rely on your wisdom mind. Rely on your wisdom mind which which feels like you don't know what's happening. Uh, have a willingness, you could say, to just just not know and not be sure about anything. Nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> Actually, you could actually live in that open dimension where you don't know whether things are red or blue or square. Like I think I, a very profound teaching I gave a couple of days ago is, uh, I can't wait to say this again. Uh, let's see if I can remember that. Oh, a circle is just a square without corners. <laughs> I like that. Get it? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. You have more questions, though. So with that relying on wisdom mind, is that some kind of cultivation of, of that area? A little bit. A little bit. I mean, a cultivation would be uh, drop your agenda. That would be a, I mean, you're walking across to, uh, through the out the, the monastery and walking through the sunshine bardo to asparagus house. And instead of having your mind jabbering and jabbering about everything, just drop your agenda about everything. Don't know where you're going. Don't know who you are. Don't know what's happening. Give it a break. Instead of constantly making sure that everything is okay and lined up. Even in here, when you're doing the forms, just come in and do the forms. Don't think about them. And and notice that you can, you actually, that getting confused about the forms, even though you've done them hundreds of, hundreds of times, not a problem. Might be a problem with the person next to you, listening to you say something backwards. Or especially if you're the Doan and you're the chant leader, you completely skip the Daishin Dharani. <laughs> go straight into, what is that other one? Or we're in the middle of Sambakai and you do Hokyo's online. And no one has a copy of that. 
don't do that deliberately. You do not have my permission. <laughs> that is not crazy wisdom. That's just crazy. <laughs> Michelle. Um, the line in the heart sutra for some reason popped out at me. And I was wondering if you could add a little bit of light. The no element of perception from I to conceptual consciousness. Read it one more time, please. No element of perception from I to conceptual yes. consciousness. What's the question? What is that? Just it, it's it's not joining together to form a reality. From I to conceptual consciousness, you don't have to think about what you see. You think about what you think about. So keep the the, the sense fields of uh, separate so they don't contaminate each other. When they contaminate each other, you've got a self who is worried, a self who is fearful, a self who is proud, a self who is self, 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 self. So you don't have to, you can actually see without thinking. You can actually think without seeing. It's it's possible. It just takes uh, some work. And it takes some kind of inspiration to even do such a thing. Something about the Buddha's teaching will resonate with you or not. A bodhicitta, the mind of awakening starts to arise, and you, without even thinking about it, you, you, it's not a thought. You just know, I have to do this. I have to do this. I can't, I can't continue to live without following this path in some way. And how you do that is up to you. You don't have to be a monk. You don't have to receive precepts. You don't have to proclaim that you're a, a, a Buddhist, uh, um, a, a believer in anything. But you might need to train your mind to see more clearly so you understand that. It's a profound teaching, the Prajnaparamita literature. It's it's the connection that we, uh, and it's a way of talking about it that will help you see if you look at the connection between the eye consciousness and the thought patterns, you'll notice that that's, it happens in, uh, I don't know how to say it, happens in, this doesn't even work, but you could say a fraction of a second, but it's, it's just, it happens. It looks like they're at the same time, and they're not. More about that? So is that similar or the same thing when you kind of say to look at the color pink and not know that it's pink? Similar, yes. To be able to, and you can actually do that deliberately if you can look at a wall and not know what it is. It's the not knowing mind, the wisdom mind. Rely on your not knowing mind. Rely on your wisdom mind. Thank you, Jumipam. Kyamso. Jamgan Jumipam. Kyamso. Tibetans should correct my pronunciation. All you Tibetans out there. <laughs> Zero. Seto. It's the reliance. In fact, all of them, I think, seem to set up a dichotomy between wisdom mind and judgmental mind, but it's not really a dichotomy, is it? No. It is until you, uh, it's a dichotomy until you see what it is. And the, see, and the seeing what it is is a, uh, uh, it's ordinary. It's just a, you just you're no longer ignoring that situation anymore. So it's it's not like being introduced to something necessarily. It's just that what was in front of it drops away. Your presumptions, your ideas, your beliefs, your judgments, your hope, your fear. Hope and fear are gone. Hope is useless. You don't need hope. When someone says, well, what gives you hope? Or when they say, well, we have to have hope. <laughs> you don't need hope. <laughs> What do you need? You don't need nothing. Nothing. You don't need anything. Don't even need to, to live. But I'm not saying go the other way and say, oh, you know, we've got to jump off a cliff or something. 
but watch your watch your motivation anytime you get near anything that that's that locks down on anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Just, just be there and know what it is. You'll have much more clarity about the the way reality is constantly changing and fluctuating all the time if you don't come to conclusions about it. Well, do we drop our agenda? You see that you have an agenda. If you if you really see the agenda, like you want you, you want something to be a certain way. If you see that, you can't just see it flash on it and then start working on disconnecting it because then you're working on the concept of an agenda. The actual agenda itself, you have to look at the words that are pointing to that. You have to start somewhere. Excuse me. And then you, and you're, as you leave the, the pointers, as you just a finger pointing at the moon, as you leave the, that which is pointing there, and go into the actual agenda itself, it may not show up as, as some kind of, uh, as a conventional idea of an, of an agenda. It shows up as fear. Fear is what keeps that agenda showing up so that at least we have somewhere to go, we have something we can do or accomplish. So the way you give up the agenda, which I know you can't do, if I can't give up my agenda, uh, and I say give up your agenda, what am I saying? I'm saying I want you to look at the way the mind works in terms of an agenda. So that you can see that that's a that's a that's a cover up for fear, hope and fear, hope that things will get better, and fear they're going to fall apart. And but if you see that, then if you continue to go and you go deeper into that, you you see there isn't anyone who's afraid. It's a uh, it's just invented. More, when you. What is certainty in the face of wisdom? The wisdom mind. More, what do you mean? What is certainty? Certainty is a way of talking about something. As the word wisdom. Well, I, I, yeah, I think you've said that wisdom is not knowing. So it's yeah. okay. I got it. I'm ready. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Certain certainty, as it's talked about in, from this direction, is knowing that that it's that's a that's a, a word that is a misunderstanding uh, based on its opposite, uncertainty. So if there is actual certainty, then it's without uncertainty. It's not two. So you've, you've, you, there's no um, uh, complete absolute certainty is there, there, the polarity is gone. So the polarities, that's the, uh, the illusion. This whole, this is the, um, as they say in the, the Tibetan example is the dream you have at night is the, is the sample dream. And did everybody dream last night? felt real when it was happening. I mean, everything seems so real. But then this is the, that's the sample dream. This is the real dream. This is fundamentally unreal. You said that that certainty doesn't have an uncertainty. It's not two. Mm -hmm. It's just, just a way of talking about absolutely. It's, it's just certainty. Does that absolute <clears throat> certainty include what looks like relative uncertainty? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Doesn't have to include it because it's not separate from it. The, the path is including, but the fruition is there's nothing to include because you're not separate from anything. Realize it. Find out if this path helps you to do that. Then this path. If you think there's another way to do it, I don't know. Maybe there is. Some people think uh, that their their ideas about things are more workable, and another person thinks. I mean, like uh, if you go on and type in. Uh, and Wikipedia um, uh, therapies, I think they're up to 150 now, 
when I first started looking, I think there was only 80. But getting stronger. Yes. Michael. Uh, I think when Michelle brought up the Heart Sutra, we talked a little bit about thinking things and seeing, see something along those lines. How can those sort of separations help us see not se no separation? What? Well, you're saying that we don't have to think about what we see? So I'm showing you right now. Does it look like ignorance? Uh, confusion. Are you saying I'm confused? No, I'm saying I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Slow that one. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll, I'll try to respond to your question. How can breaking things down into separate pieces help us see no separation? Very good. So uh, you'll notice that anything you break down, you can break it further and further and further and further. I mean, you just can go on indefinitely breaking it down into parts. Uh, sometimes you get you can see the parts, but there are no conventional concepts for the parts. That doesn't mean there that everything isn't uh, have, doesn't have all kinds of layers to it. And so by seeing that, uh, you see that any one particular thing that you see is not separate from anything else. And you actually, you see it. You actually see it. And then everything that seems so disparate and spread all over the place and is uh, happy and sad, uh, up and down, back and forth on all the polarities, you see that those are not separate from each other. And if, if, you, if you reflect on it, anytime you say one thing, uh, make uh, have a position on any one thing, you, you automatically uh, create its opposite. So it's a simple way of saying it, but that doesn't really help us too much. We, we kind of say, well, yeah, I know that. That's that's true. But to actually look at the parts at some point by looking at the parts, something, because you see that everything can, anything can be broken apart. And something about doing that over and over and over and over again uh, is, uh, it, it, I think, Literally put, it allows room for the intuition of of uh, prajna or the wisdom that sees through everything. It's the image is the two-edged sword of uh, Manjushri, the, the sword that cuts through this and that. It's, two, it's just a metaphor to say it cuts through the self-centeredness and it comes through the cuts through the other-centeredness. Sure, it looks like there's something out there, and from the point of view of uh, relative truth, there is, but it's an illusion from the point of view of uh, absolute reality. So just continue to look at that. Go ahead. If you say that we can't get rid of our agendas, how how can we see no separation? Because it, it just seems like agenda implies everything coming together. So what? Yeah, we just got rid of it. Didn't you have an agenda? <laughs> yes. Juju. Laura in Traverse City has another question. Yes, Laura. Can you talk more about when and how to help others? How does your prison work fit in? I have prison work. So simply put, I I wait until I'm asked. So I I never had an idea to go into to go right directly to your question. Uh, how doing prison work? Uh, our community here does prison work, and I started going in twenty some years ago. I don't know what it was because I was asked. Somebody asked me, 
How would you like to go into a president? <laughs> I thought, yes. <laughs> but tried to get in there for a long time. No, I, they said, I'm going to go in, and uh, it was uh, Steve Tibbetts, and he lives up in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis. He said, you want to go into a prison? I'm going to go into a prison and talk to some inmates about meditation. I thought, oh, that sounds interesting, but I didn't know what that was about. But uh, I went in with him, and uh, I think it was one or two other people. And then he, he, we all kind of talked a little bit about meditation and answered questions. Of, there must have been, I don't know, there was like a, a federal prison up in Minnesota. And it just kind of, uh, I saw, well, other people need need help there. So, and then, so I kept going into the, several prisons up there um, to teach people meditation. It's just a very simple thing. People wanted that, so I could do that. So I did that. And same thing, coming back here, got asked back here, and then started going in. So I, I don't know what, I'm not sure, if, does Laura have any other questions about that? I don't know if I've answered your question other than just a very simple thing. Someone asks you, you help them. Susan? I think you said before that you ask someone, you help them, but you may not give them exactly what they're asking for. You may not. How do you know how to help someone? Well, you try to mind your own business to start with, and then that may be enough. You might be really helping them by just mind your own business. Stay out of their karma rather than project onto their karma that you think they're this or they're that and that, and you need to go in and try to help them. Now, you, you could go the other way and just refuse to help anybody and turn a deaf ear to everything. So if everything is unreceived, you'll probably know. If you've been looking at your own mind coming and going, your mind is uh, just uh, winds up and winds down the same way everybody else's does. So if you look at this for a long time, watch how this works, it's amazing how clear you can be about other people's minds. I mean, I'm not saying you're reading minds, but it's just don't have to read minds if the person's hanging out all over the place with their ideas. More questions? Less questions? And so, Laura, if you have another question, I'm not sure I responded to the question as thoroughly as you would have liked, but I, I don't know how, what else to say. Help people. People in prisons are in a terrible way that the society works. It's extreme. It's a, it's a controlled hell realm. And, you know, somebody's in hell, which that's what that is, and they ask for help. Uh, maybe you could go into hell for a couple hours and help them. Help them work with work with their mind in such a way that they don't, don't succumb to the war that's going to the war, the passion, aggression, and ignorance, and hatred, and control that's happening in those areas. There, every now and then you'll meet someone who who spent a lot of time in, in uh, prison uh, meditating because somebody came in and told them about meditation. And they get out and they continue, or perhaps not. It's up to them. Are there questions about anything? Jumi Pam's uh, fourth reliance. Wisdom, wisdom might be not feel like wisdom. Uh, it feels like really not knowing what's going on and not having, not, maybe not even be able to, being able to come to a conclusion about something. Especially, this doesn't happen. With, we can't. This kind of teaching won't work with someone unless they're training their mind, unless they're stretching that awareness, sitting down, holding stuff, like watching the way the mind keeps inventing stuff and making up stuff and concluding this and excluding that. You have to watch that without adding to uh, the. The, uh, the cloud bank 
or the fish pond. Just have to watch what moves. Laura has a follow-up question. Yes. So help when asked rather than reaching out to serve in situations that need help. And yes, and but this doesn't take away from someone who's working on uh, American Civil Liberties Union or donating time to help at uh, what homeless shelters or all the other. Any of that isn't. We're not. We're not against any of that. I'm just saying, as meditators, you could you could wait and see rather than, rather than help based on your presumption about what's out there. You might want to spend some time just looking at what's out there by seeing that what's out there is actually your projection. And it, it's not that there isn't some help there, but it's quite circular and it doesn't, it's circular. And so it goes around and comes around and goes around and comes around. So not wrong, by all means do that. But it might be good, uh, the example I've often given when you're going, if you want to go out and go against the violence and the aggression and the prejudice that's in the world, you might want to look at your own first. Because if you don't, if you go out into the world, just watch TV for uh, 20 or 30 minutes, and you'll see there's intense violence and prejudice going on uh, all over the place. And to go out and think because you have some kind of idealistic idea about helping, you might want to make sure that you're not going out and exposing your, your own uh, stuffed violence, your own uninspected uh, issues, because if you go into that situation, it's going to rattle at uh, those. Um, it, it, there's a good chance you'll run into something that's the same frequency as that unexamined aggression, and then you you'll think that the aggression is out there. I mean, it might be out there, but then you might add your own aggression to it. What's the old mountain out of a molehill kind of thing? So if you're going to do that, then I would say, at the same time you do that, train your mind. Yes. Bhaskar has a question. Bhaskar. What does help mean to the wisdom mind that does not see duality? So the wisdom mind, uh, the if someone is functioning in that way, they're, they're able to function in a relative space and in an ultimate space. They don't see any difference in them. They're not differentiating, so they're not looking for success and failure. If they're looking for anything, it's just, what is this? And they may not, there's not necessarily, doesn't necessarily imply there needs to be a conclusion about, well, it's this or it's that. It's uh, the, the wisdom mind from the point of view of ego. If there's ego hanging around there, if they're parts of some kind of identity, not comfortable to be uh, for that wisdom mind to function that way. So, you know, you may be helping somebody uh, in a very relative way. You won't find a, you won't find a standard. You won't be able to operate with standards, like it says in the sutras. Don't set up standards. It doesn't say you shouldn't have some regulations or rules or guidelines or protocols or forms, but be careful. You don't necessarily go and fasten onto that so that you don't have to think about anything or reflect on anything or understand anything or witness anything or be at odds with anything or just be open about something that. Three days ago, you were totally locked down on. And now, because it shifted somewhat, now uh, you've missed that openness because you were locked down on what it was three days ago. Not always so, as Suzuki Roshi once said. Is it time to do something else? Very good. Thank you. We'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our chant books. And reminding everybody about the donation boxes that we have in the hallway. We always appreciate and depend on your financial support.
We also accept donations through PayPal, snail mail, debit and credit cards. Thank you. In this penetrate to all places so that we in every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji, Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. <laughs> 